This is episode 179, Stop Mothering Your Mother with Gina. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this when the show comes out, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And, you know, I I sent out an email about this yesterday. I used to really hate Valentine's Day. Well, when I was single, if I had somebody in my life, then, oh, it was fun. But during my single years, especially my single years where I was really longing for a relationship, I would just want Valentine's Day to be over. I just ignore it completely or I'd get on the bandwagon that it's just some Hallmark holiday to get us to spend money. Listen, no matter how you feel about the Hallmark holiday of Valentine's Day and no matter what your relationship status is, is celebrating a day that focuses on love so bad? To me, Valentine's Day is about just that love. It's not about your relationship status. And it's about all kinds of love, not just the kind you have for a romantic partner. The love you have for your friends, your children, your pet, your parents. Love. So can we just celebrate that? And do we need a special day to earmark it? Well, not necessarily, but a lot of us take love for granted. And so to have a day that brings us back and reminds us of the importance of love I don't think it's such a bad thing. So celebrate this Valentine's Day. Celebrate the people you love in your life and that love you. And how about a big dose of self-love as well? And speaking of love, do you love what you do? Do you feel like you're really expressing your calling, expressing your purpose? Are you stuck in a job that you really just hate and you want to get out? Or maybe you've started a business, but it really isn't launching or going the way that you hoped it would or needed to. I understand. When I started on my career path, I spent years in industry in a job that I hated. I hated working for somebody else. And when I decided to leave and build my own career, I wasn't exactly sure what or how I was going to do it. And it took me a while to get on my feet. But now it's been over 15 years that I've been a thriving entrepreneur and I love helping other people really build a business and life they love, which is why each year I'm a proud partner for B-School. Marie Forleo's online training program for modern day entrepreneurs. It is the best. And I'm going to be announcing a lot of really cool bonuses that I'm offering soon. But for now, I want you to take advantage of the free training videos that she's offering. Totally free. So much content. I rewatch them every year and I always learn something. So if you want to take a look at those, go to christinehassler.com slash free training. So my call today is with Gina, and it's a great topic of how to stop parenting our parents. It's a subject that comes up a lot on this show, and I think you're going to get tremendous value from my conversation with Gina. It's also great to listen to as a parent to make sure that you're not falling into codependent patterns with your child. So as you are listening, consider, how are you at acknowledging yourself? Are you good at being a people pleaser, acknowledging others, but when it comes to yourself, not so great? Do you have a parent or really anyone in your life that you feel responsible for, 
and you often put your happiness on the back burner to theirs. Do you try to set boundaries and take space from difficult people in your life? But then once you do, either you feel guilty or feel they guilt you and you just get hooked back in. And finally, back to the topic of love, are your perhaps codependent relationships with a parent or with someone else preventing you from having a really, really healthy, loving relationship of your own? So keep all those questions in mind when you're listening to my coaching session with Gina. And before we dive in, I just want to acknowledge our sponsor for the week. And, you know, I really love sharing our sponsors. And I know that ads are sometimes like, but I'm really careful with who I have as a sponsor on the show. And by having such incredible sponsors that I think are a good fit for you, my listeners, that really helps the show grow. So, Today's sponsor is one of my favorite, Rothy's Shoes. You've probably heard me talk about my stress fracture in my foot. And before that, I've always dealt with a bunion. Yeah, super sexy. Bottom line, my feet have given me pain for a lot of my life. So when it comes to shoes, heels are not an option for me. That's why I love Rothy's. Seriously, they're the most comfortable flat you've ever worn and... They make their flats from recycled plastic water bottles. Isn't that amazing? They're stylish, comfortable, and come in four fashionable styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, the sneaker for women and girls. They've got so many color and pattern selections, and they launch new colors every few weeks. You've got to check these shoes out, and you're going to want to tell every woman you know. And an added major bonus, they're machine washable because, let's face it, feet sweat and shoes get dirty. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use code OVER to get free shipping with no minimum. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S-D-O-T.com and enter OVER to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. This is seriously a no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable and free shipping Go get yourself a pair today. Remember, rothys.com, promo over it. And now on to my coaching call with Gina. Gina, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I have issues with my mom. My mom is an alcoholic, has been for about 20 years. I'm 42 years old, so she hasn't been drinking like the entire life, but was always a person who was very nervous. I feel like my mom was married to the wrong guy, so there was always frustration. Ever since I was a child, like maybe school age, I feel like everything always revolved around pleasing her and making her happy, making sure she's having a good day. And I think within that, I created a total monster, which caused me to have an eating disorder. I always use food for Mm-hmm. everything, any type of bad emotion or fatigue. It caused me to have difficulties in my relationship. I've never been married. I can't seem to have a relationship that goes past the year mark. So I've been struggling with depression a little bit over the past couple of years on and off and procrastination. So It's a whole lot of things that I think go back to this relationship with my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, oh, I just take a nice deep breath because that was a lot to share. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the first thing I want to tell you, Gina, is this is all shiftable and healable. Okay. And you're, you haven't created a monster. You have mm-hmm. just done the best you could up until this point. And mm-hmm. the fact that you listen to the show and that you're on the call with me means that mm-hmm. now you are ready for some new tools and yeah. some ways to deal with all the pain that mm-hmm. get you more in the direction you want to go. But I really want you to forgive yourself because you really have been doing the best you can with what you've had. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm trying. I've been seeing also a therapist, you know, for the past few months, a one for my eating disorder. I'm seeing a therapist and another one for the relationship with my mother. So I'm trying. <laughs> well, let's take out the word trying. Because okay. it's not a very empowering word. You're doing it. Okay. You are healing it. It's, you know, when when I get a cold, the first day I have the cold, I don't expect it to be gone. You know, I'm healing yeah. it. It takes a while, you know, especially this last one that's been going around. It was nasty. It took like a good seven days. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it was a bad yeah. one. So just know you are doing it. So this is this is one of the things that's going to be important for you to shift is because you've been such a people pleaser externally, you've been an awful inner critic. Most yeah. people pleasers are really bad at acknowledging themselves because their life has been dedicated to others. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important for you to acknowledge What's the progress that you have been making? Okay. So what, you know, you're seeing the therapist, you're working with the eating disorder. Yeah. What's the question you have for me? The question is, I seem to have such a hard time. Like I'm longing for true love in my life from a partner, but also for my mother. But I, when you're dealing with someone who has such a terrible disease, if that's even possible, if that's something so unrealistic, because I was actually just visiting my mother and I hadn't seen her in three years because I was trying to avoid, Mm -hmm. you know, the source of so much negativity because she gets very mean and very, Mm -hmm. you know, tears me down oftentimes. And I'm always afraid of that. And, um, but I, I realized I had to go because I was missing my family and I just don't know exactly how to be in a relationship. I don't know how to express my needs because every time that I've expressed or shown vulnerability to a man, it seems like they run out the door. They don't want to have a conversation, right? You know, it's very difficult well, it's not so much you expressing your vulnerability that makes them run out the door. It's the type of man you're attracting. Yes. So you're going to attract. So we always we always are looking for a partner that's most similar to the parent that hurt us most. Yes. Or that we yeah. feel most unloved by or who, whose love we crave the most. So mm-hmm. you're basically looking for mom in a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure there's stuff with dad too, but you're talking about mom. So we'll go there. So, yeah. you know, mom has been doing the best she could up until now as well. Mm-hmm. So a couple things that I want to share with you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's a very codependent relationship with your mom. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, she, she definitely is codependent because she 
is making me feel bad and my brother feel bad. I mean, my dad left about 10 years ago, but yeah. always saying she's alone, you know, we're her children, we should help her. So there's always a, you know, making yeah. us feel bad and needing something. Well, and no one, no one can actually make you feel bad. That's your choice. So okay. the, the reason I brought that up is because yeah. sometimes in our healing journey, when we're processing a lot, especially that has to do with a parent, being around that person is more harmful than helpful. Mm -hmm. So this may be a time to have a little distance okay, and to maybe not see her as much. Now that's not a decision I can make for you. That's just a recommendation yeah. based on experience, something you okay. have to feel into. But it sounds to me like you haven't yet done the self-work that keeps you in your power when you're away from mom. It's like you do the work, you go see mom and you regress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm so confused now because now I feel bad again being so far away and I'm thinking. But this is the hook. Know. This is the hook that mm -hmm. your old wounding has over you because this is a hook that's going to keep you basically married to your mom and it's going to block out a loving partnership. Wow. Wow. I've never thought about that. So it's like every time you try to actually take care of yourself for once in your life, that guilt hook comes back in and it pulls you back. So okay. you've got to be aware of that and be your own mother and your own best partner and say, it's okay for me to focus on me right now. I am the daughter. Mm -hmm. I am not my mother's mother. Yeah. That's crazy that you're saying that because I so often feel like I have to be her mother. I hear you. And I feel like I've been that since I was a child. Like I don't think I've had the kind of mother that I needed because I had to take care of her. Yep. Yep. That's I really crazy. hear you. I really hear you. Yeah. And that's not your job. And if you want to eventually have a relationship with her where you don't resent her, then yeah. this has to shift because it's, there will be a day. And I don't know when that day is going to be. It could be tomorrow. It could be five years from now where you really get that, you know, your mother wasn't the mother that you wanted, but you've become that mother to yourself and you accept mm -hmm. and forgive her and she did the best she could. And you really let go of ever, ever, ever having that true love relationship with her that you long for. If it happens, great. You're open to a miracle, but you yes. just let it go. You've probably heard me say, don't go to a Chinese restaurant when you want nachos. <laughs> yes. And Gina, that's what you're doing. I see. I feel that's where a lot of my confusion comes from because I don't know how to feel, mm. you know, I don't know how to feel. I carry so much frustration because I want or wanted, I should say, that love from her and she just can't do it. It's just it's not that she's a bad person. It's just her own demons are just there all the time. And it's just such a tough fight. And But it really really affect, you know, and it's crazy because she lived in Europe and I moved to another continent 
I live in Los Angeles, and I thought, if I just move to the other end of the world, none of this is going to affect me, <laughs> but it does. Yeah, it's not the way it works. Yeah. Wherever we go, there we are. And so the the thing yeah. that instead of moving away from the problem, we move actually toward it inside of ourselves, and we look at what we need to heal. And from my perspective, this is really about you being that mother to yourself. And since you didn't have a good role model, I love that you're seeing some therapists. I love that you're getting some assistance from this. And I just want you to know you deserve it and keep going and don't feel guilty for choosing you. Yes. Please don't feel guilty for choosing you. Yes. And for taking your rightful place in your lineage. You're not your mother's mother. No. You're the daughter and you deserve to have your life and you do know how to feel. You wouldn't have an eating disorder if you didn't know how to feel. The reason you yes. have the eating disorder is because you have massive feelings and you don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So it would be more accurate to say you don't know how to deal with your feelings. And that's okay because you can learn that. Yeah. You can learn to feel a big feeling and let it move through you and just allow yourself to be comforted. And, and that's part of what you missed out on developmentally because you didn't have a super comforting, nurturing mother. And mm-hmm. so that's something that you're going to learn, have to learn how to do, but it's in you. It's in every single person, especially women to have the archetype of mother. It's coded within us. So it's there. Yes. So I want you right now to, to just close your eyes for a moment And I want you to really call on that inner mother within you, Mm -hmm. that loving, compassionate, nurturing, wise part. Mm -hmm. What would that part of you, what would the mother in you say to Gina right now who's going through everything she's going through? That you're okay, you're, you're, you're going to be okay. You're strong. You know, you're a strong woman. You're a strong person. And that if you just, that there's plenty of love within yourself that, you know, inside of your heart, inside of my heart that, you know, you can, you can just utilize that. You can, you know, you, you, there's plenty of there, plenty there. You don't need it from, you know, you don't need it from her. Yeah. And can you give her some encouragement? Like you're doing great. Look, you hired two therapists. You're looking at yourself. You're breaking gender. Can you give her a little, can you give her a little encouragement? Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good because you're taking all the necessary steps and don't get discouraged. It takes time. It takes a little bit of time and just keep going. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How does that feel? It feels feels really good. It feels good to to actually give myself. I I very rarely give myself credit for anything because that's not something that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. But it's saying it out loud is different because it's, resonates more yes you know although I know like when I'm going to a therapist and when I do these things I feel good but I don't say it out loud or or I don't say that just to everybody it's I, I just sort of keep it 
mm. you know, keep it in. Mm-hmm. And so to say it out loud is, is very good. You know, I, this is such an interesting journey. I, I don't know how other women feel, but from woman to woman, I, you know, have now, I've, I've been creating a family of my own for a very long time, but I also, you know, because my parents have been in a relationship where they've always just been feuding, I, I wanted to not ever be in a situation like that or over a long mm-hmm. period of time or put children into this world, uh, you know, into a bad relationship. So mm-hmm. I've always just waited. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. And I want to talk Thank about you. this a little bit because, yeah. you know, this, this not mothering your mother is important on so many levels because mm-hmm. often what happens too is when we feel overly responsible for a parent, we're even mm-hmm. more likely to repeat their patterns mm-hmm. and be like them in a lot of ways, because it's another way we sort of get hooked into that. So another re- reason why I hear you on, you know, you didn't, you don't, you want a family of your own, but you don't because you don't want to pass on the fighting and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But the real driver of why you haven't had a relationship comes back to basically repeating patterns and Mm -hmm. being really too hooked into your mom. Mm -hmm. Because if you really knew Gina, that you are not her, you wouldn't have this fear. If you really knew that just because she's your mother doesn't mean you have to take care of her. And doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you have to be like her and doesn't mean you have to make the same decisions that she has made. Mm -hmm. But can you, can you see how you're buying into the misunderstanding that you're like her? It's something that I so fight hard against, you know? Well, I think instead of fighting hard against it, you accept that that's part of it because again, with the parent that we're most enmeshed with, we often as a child make a decision to be like them Mm -hmm. because we put them on such a pedestal because we crave their love so much. So instead of fighting against it, just make it normal, accept it under, this is why psychology is helpful because we can go, Oh, that's what I do the way I do it. And if I created this whole setup of beliefs, I can create something different. And that's where spiritual psychology and the law of attraction and mindfulness comes in handy because we realize that we're not our past and we're not our belief systems and the same power that created them can upgrade them. And so you could reframe this right now and say, I've had such a beautiful example of what I don't want that I'm crystal clear (laughs) on what I do and I'm dedicating my life to breaking these patterns. Yes. It's so um, interesting because, you know, you think you're not that. And then in certain ways, you know, sometimes that comes up in certain ways. You go see, hmm, you are your parent's child. But then it is, like you said, it's being aware and and, um, creating a new belief system. Mm -hmm. Well, here's how I look at it. Yes, you are your parent's Mm -hmm. child. Yes, biologically, you came from them. Yes, They've had a, a, a nature and nurture impact on you. But from my point of view, it is the responsibility of the children not to take care of their parents, not to be like their parents, 
to honor and respect their parents, but to break generational patterns that their parents couldn't necessarily break Mm -hmm. so that we as a species evolve. If every single child keeps repeating unhealthy generational patterns of the parent, then we never will evolve as a species. Mm -hmm. And so in part of doing that, we have to break some of these energetic ties and belief systems that keep us hooked in. And your biggest belief system is that you have an obligation. And so guilt comes in and takes you off track. Mm -hmm. So you can continue to feel guilty and continue to put yourself second and put your mother's emotions above yours, and then you'll continue to be single or have a bad relationship and have a eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose you. Yes. And that's not in a selfish way. And the other thing that I've noticed is that when a child heals and shifts things inside themselves, it not only impacts future generations in terms of their children, but oftentimes it can have an impact on our parents but we can't pursue any change with that attachment. Like I said to you before, understand you want nachos, mom is a Chinese restaurant. Be open to the fact of a miracle that someday she could serve nachos, but don't be attached to it and stop going there with that expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So if you were to choose today to stop mm-hmm. being your mother's mother, what choices would that involve? Like what would change in your life? What would you do or not do? What action steps would you take? I think always just to really consciously, you know, to think about me first Mm -hmm. and my feelings first in probably every equation and decision that I'm making versus, well, how would she feel about it? In a way, it makes me feel yeah, it makes me feel like so shackled to always, in a sense, always have her in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in smaller things, but in, in bigger things. And it's so draining. So I feel like I would have more energy and could yeah. move forward. And I actually also want to help, you know, other people with sharing my story and inspiring them and saying, hey, you know, I, I've had a also long time of where I didn't really believe in myself or I thought I wasn't good enough. And I, that I've worked on for a long time. And luckily I can say, hmm, I actually do like myself mm, the way amazing. I am today, you know, yeah. within my body and within who I am and stuff like that. So I feel the more I'm able to shift you know, and think like that, the more powerful I become. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. my mother. It's such a big, 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 big story. And I, for the longest time, was not aware of that. It's just that my ex-boyfriend, there was a moment that, that I've just had this huge epiphany because the moment that it got a little uncomfortable in the conversation, he hung up the phone. Mm-hmm and rushed me off the phone and something that she would always do. The second that I point my finger in her direction to speak about self-accountability, she would do the same thing. And I just thought to myself, it was the same person. Yeah, It was the same thing. I just, it was crazy. So here's what I'd like you to do if you're open to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to write your mother a letter and you're never going to mail it. It's just for you. Okay. But it's thanking her 
for the lessons that she taught you and everything that she did. And then declaring that you're going to like be the daughter and you're going to put some boundaries in place. Yeah. And just really get on paper. So you're accountable with yourself. And I encourage you to take this to your therapist as well. So he or she can help you so that you really start getting accountable about taking your rightful place as the daughter, moving out of this kind of codependent mesh relationship, grieving the relationship that you wanted, but you're probably not going to have with your mother and really nurturing that relationship with the mother inside of you. Okay. And all the other stuff about serving and finding love, all that will come as you start to unhook and unravel this. Okay. Okay. I believe that as well. I believe that as well. That's why I, you know, the main topic sort of hanging over my head is this relationship to my mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I just want to say that you have my compassion and I'm sorry that you. you didn't have the loving mom that you longed for. And I just want you to know that that was part of your soul curriculum and your mom did the best that she could. And you can have that experience with that loving mother inside of you. You can have that experience with other females in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to have a child, you can have that experience as a mother. Yes. Yes. It's all possible for you, Gina. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) How about I know so? Yeah, I know so. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That sounds much better. Yeah. (sighs) (sighs) Feels a lot better to take your power back, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot better. A lot better. A lot better. You know, you're giving me clarity. Clarity is very important. It just just helps, you know, my, my brain to, you know, to, to shift some things around. It, it, it helps me. The understanding is really important. Yes. You know, for, for years I've had zero understanding of anything I was doing. Mm. So as I'm getting older and wiser, it's so powerful to understand certain things. Also, it's like you said, when people do the best that they can, I'm actually not even taking it that personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel that understanding someone's own struggles and demons, I, I am also able to forgive. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're on your way, Gina. You're closer than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, my love. Take care. Thank you so much, Christine. You're awesome. Mm, so are you. <laughs> I really want to acknowledge Gina for her openness and willingness and hope that she gets a lot better at acknowledging herself. What was so exciting to me about this call was to speak to someone who's really in the beginning of connecting a lot of dots. And that's why listening to this show, going to personal growth events, hiring a therapist or coach is so important is because it starts to give us an understanding of why we are the way we are and why we act the way we are. Now, I believe that any personal development and therapy should be used to get an understanding, but not to get an excuse. 
So it's important to understand the impact our life and our parents and everything had on us to get an understanding so that we can shift it. Not so that we can go, oh, I don't have this because my mother was this, or I don't have this because this happened to me in fourth grade. We don't want to use our past as a scapegoat. We want to liberate ourselves from anything in our past that's limiting us from living the life we truly love. So everything is healable. You know, I told Gina, please don't think of this as a monster. She kept using the word monster. She and you have done the best that you could up until now. And when you're ready to change, you get new tools. And that's where Gina is right now. But she's been not so great at self-acknowledgement. And that's very common for most people pleasers. And growing up in a codependent household or kind of relationship where you're caretaking, where you're really not getting the attention and love you need from a parent, where you step into a parent role when you should actually be the child, it's very, very, very common to develop the compensatory strategy of a people pleaser. Well, why? Well, because you decided at a young age, it was your job to keep your parent happy or to keep your parent from yelling at you. So you got very strong at making sure someone else was okay before you. And the way out of people pleasing is really learning about codependence, setting boundaries, and I think getting some help from a professional because there's a lot that goes into being a people pleaser. And sometimes you need just someone by your side helping you get out of it, telling you, no, 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 you're not being selfish. You're being self-honoring. This really is actually in the long term going to be better for you and the relationship. And that's really true for Gina too. You heard her talk about how she goes to see her mom and it just doesn't go well. And she tries to have boundaries, but then she feels guilty. But then she goes back to see her and she gets hooked back in. And her relationship with her mom isn't going to get any better if she keeps playing into this pattern. So often we have to have a temporary period of when we pull away so we can do our own healing and then come back to the relationship where we have more boundaries and we can make more self-honoring choices and we don't get hooked back into that codependent pattern. I also want to talk about attracting love. So Gina talked a lot about how she keeps attracting the kind of the same man that her mother attracts. She keeps attracting men that are either like her mother or that are like men that her mother dated. And she said in the call that, you know, she was vulnerable or honest with them and it, it, it doesn't go well. Like it comes back to hit her in the face. Well, her being vulnerable in the relationship isn't the problem. It's the kind of person that she's attracting. So for example, if you find yourself dating and as soon as you share your truth and you're honest, people run. That's not, the problem isn't you sharing your truth and being honest, unless on the first date, you're just like (laughs) downloading every one of your secrets and saying when you want to be married, when you want to have children and crying. I mean, that's a little over vulnerability, but speaking your truth and being vulnerable is not something that should push someone away. So rather than blaming your behavior or thinking you did something wrong by being honest or texting when you wanted to text or asking a question, really look at the kind of person you're attracting. Because most likely it's about that versus how you're being in the relationship. And for those of you who can relate to any kind of codependency, you really want to get that handled before you step into romantic relationship. Because Codependence can make for a lot of passion in the beginning, but down the road, it is not something you want to play out. 
And you're probably thinking, all right, what is codependency? What, what, is there a book on that? There are many books on it. I actually just Googled best books on codependency and many came up, including some of my favorites. I really love Codependent No More by Melanie Beattie. There's other books called Recovery from Codependency. There's so many, even a book called The Mom Factor. So go on Amazon, Google, see really what resonates with you. You know, there's there's books I could recommend, but you're going to have a much better experience if you use your intuition and buy the book that really resonates with you. And the next thing that we worked on with Gina was really finding that mother inside herself. And that is how we truly heal really anything, is we find that inner parent. We stop going to a Chinese restaurant when we want nachos, meaning we stop going to people that can't give us what we need. We parent ourselves. And then we take our rightful place in our family. It's important if you're a child not to parent your parent because then you're kind of hooked into them and that impacts all the relationships in your life. And so you want to put your parents in their rightful place and you want to take your rightful place as the child. And you are not your parent. So if you have a parent that maybe you have a dynamic with where you kind of took on a lot of their stuff and you see yourself even becoming like them at times and you're like, oh no, how am I becoming my mother? Oh no, I'm just like my father. You're not. Just because a person is your parent does not mean you have to be like them. Yes, you learned behavior, but they are their own soul on their own human journey and you are your own soul on your own human journey. And so you don't have to be like them or repeat their patterns. You know, sometimes when we feel overly responsible for a parent, we're even more likely to repeat the pattern, but you don't have to. Like I was saying earlier, your past does not have to determine your present or your future. The same power that created all our belief systems and enmeshment and codependence can uncreate them and upgrade them. So be your own best parent, be your own best partner. So some takeaways for you. I advise Gina to write a letter to her mother to thank her for everything that she's taught her and declaring that she's going to be her own daughter, almost like an emancipation letter. <laughs> so if you are in a relationship with a parent where you need to divorce them or you need to emancipate yourself from them, write a letter that you don't have to mail. It's just for your own mind. Look at some of those codependency books I mentioned. Work with a guide in some way. Get an understanding of why you are the way you are and why you act the way you act and why you believe the way you believe. If you resonate with me, I have so many resources. We have my personal mastery course, christinehauser.com slash mastery, which is a great way to work with me and get all the tools that can help you move through this. And you get live group coaching calls with me. Also, we've got my Hawaii retreat coming up. That would be an amazing place for you to drop a lot of the things that are holding you back. That's open to men, women, and couples. You can go to christinehasser.com slash Hawaii for that. Any questions about any of that, you can email jill at christinehasler.com. All right, everybody, sending you a big, big, big dose of love and many, many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 